0: I don't know, I was very distracted. I think I'm going to try it again. Welcome to the Ask Anything Podcast, because some things are better said than read. My name is Peter LaRufa, and just before I get to today's question, I want to thank you for submitting so many great questions and just ask you to continue to be patient. I really do handle one question each week, and so I can't wait to get to your questions. I'll try to get to them either on this podcast or in my Instagram stories, but I've received great questions about cultural issues and biblical issues, and many of which are both, and lots of great and thoughtful things to have a good conversation about that I look forward to answering, and hopefully look forward to answering with some friends as well. I also want to say yesterday was a phenomenal day at Grace Fellowship Church. We had Baptism Sunday, which we do usually twice a year, and at all three of our campuses, we had great, great baptisms. Now... I was at the Fort Thomas campus, uh, so that's the only one I can speak of from having been there and experienced it. But oh my goodness, to baptize, I think we baptized nine people, three in the first service, six in the second. Uh, Very special for me to be able to baptize my son Jonathan. That was a first for me. I've never baptized any of my children, so that was really, really wonderful. Um, But just to hear the different ways that God seeks out sinners, how God saves people and opens their eyes and their hearts to His truth, and how He places His mercy and His love upon them is really just a wonderful thing. And a great segue into the question that I'm going to answer today, which is as follows. Why does God create people who are never going to be saved? Follow-up question. Is there a purpose for them to live, to just go straight to hell? It's a really... It's a hard question to answer, it's a hard question to even think through, but I think it deserves an honest answer, and so I'm going to do my best to give that to you. Why does God create people who are never going to be saved? And so I want to start off by saying you're you're dealing with a little bit of... The order of the decrees, which is spoken about uh, in lapsarianism, which is another term that I would love to talk about another time and probably will. The order of the decrees. So uh, in what order did God decree to create humanity, allow the fall, choose some to be saved, and then provide salvation through Jesus Christ? Uh, super superlapsarianism, all big words that I would love to explain and really uh, do a good job of hopefully a little more thoroughly on another podcast um but that's ultimately i think what you're really asking when you say why does god create people who are never going to be saved you're kind of assuming that god has predestined people both to be saved and both not to be saved this would be known as double predestination. And so let me just start out by saying this. Predestination is a thing. It's all throughout the New Testament. Uh, Many Christians, for example, are familiar with Romans 8 and verse 28, which says, "...and we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love Him." That's verse 28. You don't hear many go on and quote verse 29, which says, "...for those He foreknew, He predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren." Verse 30 says, those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. And so the concept, the term of predestination, it's not a man-made concept. It's not something that a group of people thought of. It's taken right out of the Scriptures. Let me read to you from Ephesians uh, chapter 1 and verse 5, which I'm having trouble pulling up for some reason. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 5 says this, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. So that's saying that God in his infinite wisdom, and in his infinite mercy, decided to predestine for himself a people that he was going to call his own, that he was going to rescue out of the wrath that they rightfully deserve so that he can show forth his mercy. Uh, later on in verse 11, we read this, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And so this concept of predestination is not foreign to scripture, but your question, assumes that God predestines two things, that He predestines people to be saved and predestines people to be damned or to be condemned to hell. And I don't think that's what Scripture um, preaches. Now, I think we can answer the rest of this question, actually, from the book of Romans in two verses. I want to encourage you to read through the book of Romans. It's 16 chapters. Uh, if you do so, you will have a great deep uh, well of understanding of a variety of doctrines, not the least of which are the wrath of God revealed against all unrighteousness, uh, the righteousness of God, the sovereign grace and mercy of God. So read through the book of Romans if you haven't, and take your time in so doing. Or maybe read through it in a couple of sittings, just in big chunks, and then go back and really look at things in smaller doses. But I think the entire question that you're asking can be answered in two verses found in Romans 9, verses 22 and 23. And so here's what we read in verse 22. It says this, what if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? And most people read that verse and they think, so that's God preparing vessels of wrath for destruction. But that's not what Paul is saying at all. We come to the scene prepared for destruction. We have a sinful nature and we show that sinful nature by making sinful choices. We don't need anybody to intervene to prepare us for destruction. We're already destined for destruction. We're hell bound and we're hell deserving from the moment we're born. Psalm 58.3 says, the wicked are estranged from the womb, they go speaking lies. Uh, David says in Psalm 51, I think it's verse 5, in sin, my mother conceived me saying, from the moment I was conceived, I had a sinful nature that's taught throughout the the scriptures and so right here in verse 22 uh, when paul says what again what if god desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction he's just describing the vessels as they are vessels being human beings our bodies our our souls we are already prepared for destruction but listen to the difference in the very next verse the latter part of that same sentence verse 23 In order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, listen, which he has prepared beforehand for glory. Ah, there's a difference, right? One is just talking about vessels of wrath that are prepared, but then there's another one that are vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory. And here's what that means. We show up to the scene already prepared for destruction, hell-bound, hell-deserving. We are sinful by nature, and therefore we are sinners by choice as well. We don't need any intervention to give us the destruction or to prepare us for destruction. We show up automatically, like that's our default setting. But God prepares us for mercy. He intervenes. He changes our hearts. He changes our minds. And really, it's it's a work of God from start Finish. This is something that God has prepared before the foundations of the world when He said, I'm going to redeem a people. I'm not going to give everybody what they deserve, which is an eternity in hell. I'm going to redeem for myself a people for my glory, for their good, and they're going to know my mercy and grace. I'm going to send my son to die on the cross so that my wrath is still appeased, so that uh, the wages of sin is death, which we read about in Romans 6 and verse 23. So God's like, I'm still going to get paid. I'm going to get paid not through their suffering in hell, but through my very own son's suffering on the cross in their place as a substitute worthy of sacrifice, because he is a perfect sacrifice. And so when you say, why does God create people who are never going to be saved? I say, he doesn't create people for the purpose of destruction. He create people, but people are by themselves sinners, both by nature and by choice. And so we are not being destined for destruction uh, by Him, but just by ourselves. And instead, God intervenes and changes that by placing His love and His mercy so that we could receive His grace, which we could never merit on our own. And I'll use this as an opportunity to answer another question that somebody asked, and that was this. Has there any been, I forget how they exactly worded it, but has there ever been a time when you changed what you believed? You believed one thing and you believed another. And oh my goodness, there there's more times than I could tell you about in one podcast episode. But this very issue this issue of double predestination is an area in which the Lord greatly changed my heart and mind about because I used to be a double predestination guy thinking, well, if God's in control, he's in control of it all. So he must have predestined every everything, and so he predestined people to go to heaven, he predestined people to go to hell. But I don't think that accurately reflects the character of God that we hear about in the scriptures. God's proactive love, His grace, His mercy, seeking out sinners, and how He proactively predestines people to be called out of darkness and into His marvelous light. And so this is an area in which I have changed over the years from double predestination to someone who just believes that God predestines people to love and to grace and to mercy, and we in and of ourselves are the ones who prepare ourselves for destruction. Friends, I hope that this uh, brief podcast about a very, very deep topic does not serve to discourage you. There's much more that we could say about it, but I hope it encourages you that we have a God in heaven who is the author and perfecter of our faith, who from start to finish is in control of who would love him And can change even the hardest of hearts for His glory and their good. I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about that. And so I'll consider how to maybe spend some more time on this important topic in future episodes here on Ask Anything. But for the time being, I pray that God richly blesses you and that you would be encouraged by a sovereign, saving God who does all things for our good and His glory.